Hey guys, it's Jordan. Listen, before I start the real intro to the podcast, I wanted to talk to you guys for a little bit and also switch this up. Um, as you guys know, we started Speak Truth Without Fear officially in April. Uh, this is after a couple months of studying the election and seeing where we're going as a country. And um, I kind of forced my community and started a couple Instagram lives and we called them Speak Truth Without Fear. And then it kind of turned into an entire organization where we are mobilizing people all over the country. We're getting people to uh, get involved, get involved in their local communities, teaching people uh, how to get involved. Um, but then as well, we're also forcing conversation, which is one of the main reasons why I started Speech Without Fear. I felt uh, isolated and I need to uh, have conversations with other like-minded individuals. I didn't have a lot of that living in Los Angeles for eight years. Working in the entertainment industry, I was more trained to basically be quiet, the silent majority. Um, but now I am on the offense and trying to convince and, and encourage people to speak truth, uh, be bold, um, and that's why we have four Instagram Lives a week, we have two podcasts a week, and now we have our fearless community platform where we're doing multiple live events every single week. And so we're doing a lot. We want to expand and that's why I wanted to give you guys an invitation. Uh, there's three ways that if you'd like to get more involved, uh, we are doing this um, all on a volunteer basis. And it's amazing how fast we have grown as an organization, the impact that we have had, and we want to expand. And so there's a couple things. Number one, I mean, again, this is a, 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 a drum that's always being beat <laughs> is uh, financial support. And if you are, have you been touched by the podcast, you've been touched, touched by our content, um, you watch the lives regularly, and you would like to um, get more involved on a financial level, I would love to speak with you. And so please, I would encourage you to email info at speaktruthwithoutfear.com if that is someone, if you are someone that would uh, like to get more involved in that way. A second way that we would love for you to be involved is our community platform, the Fearless Community Platform. We just launched this. Uh, this is one way that you know people that have listened to us for the last couple of months they want to be more they want to get more engaged. They want to be uh, learn about the Constitution, meet other like-minded individuals, um, just get more and be a part more of our community instead of just on Instagram Lives. Uh, we we have two live events every single week. We have resources. All we created this entire platform just for you. So I would encourage you. If you haven't checked out the community platform, you can go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com slash community. Speaktruthwithoutfear.com slash community. I give you a nice little tour on the uh, on the website. Give you just like a five-minute tour. And then uh, you can check it out and try it out for absolutely for free. But really, more than we you get way more value than the 12 bucks or 27 bucks a month, whatever you end up getting, whatever package. Uh, we give you way more value than that, but more than anything, you are supporting our movement and what we are doing. And so I would encourage you guys, uh, we also will put that link in our description. And the last thing, this is absolutely for free. We want you to be a part of it. This is for everyone. Um, if you would like to be a part of our community meeting, our next event, we do these once a month. And our next one is this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. So... Uh, we will put this link as well in the description of this podcast, or you can go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com slash community meeting, and we would love to see you there. It's going to be about an hour and a half. Ross DeBoss and myself will be there. You'll meet other people in breakout rooms. It really is a good time. 
I look forward to doing this every single month. So that's my main three announcements. Again, thank you so much for all the support. Uh, The emails that you guys send us, seriously, you guys keep us going, and I appreciate um, all the feedback. So love you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. What's going on, guys? It is Jordan, and man, do we have a good show for you today. Today we have a guest. His name is Joshua Coleman. He is the founder of V is for Vaccine. Uh, His story is very moving. Uh, He had a son who had a devastating vaccine injury and which led him to creating the organization V4 Vaccine. You're going to hear a story. We also got Ross the Boss. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. What is going on, guys? We are back with another episode. What is this, 43, 44? 44 something. 44, baby. Man. Making progress, dude. Making progress. Um, We are making progress. Um, Ross, how's your weekend? It's Wednesday. We got got a guest today as well, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, Uh, it's going to be great. Well, let me start with, so since today, how is your... Well, Since today's Tuesday, right? It's Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy fifteen wings, get fifteen free. And you know, I'm such a cheapo that I'm never going to pay over a dollar per hot wing because that I just know you're ripping me off. <laughs> you know, it's and so like I just can't do that. So I always wait till there's a deal. So anyway, I was getting thirty wings today, fifteen and fifteen. That should last me like two good dinners. You know. Anyway. <laughs> I saw a KFC nearby because they're like, it'll be 25 minutes, you know, because everything in the country sucks now because we all submitted to some dumb, inefficient thing that nobody's actually obeying the rules of anyway when no one's looking. And so all of our businesses are just suffering. So anyway, took them 25 minutes to make me hot wings at a hot wing joint. So anyway, after they didn't pick up the phone, I saw KFC. I've recently seen the KFC commercial about their, about their crispy chicken. And I was like, well, I'm hungry right now. I haven't eaten yet today. You know how you feel weird until you eat in the morning? Yes. Well, so there's where I was. So yeah, my breakfast was going to be hot wings, everybody. And when it was going to take so long, I was like, let me just get a chicken sandwich. That's where we were at today. I've got three kids. Life is crazy at my house right now. So it was nice to get away for a second. Anyway, I bit into this Chick-fil-A, this chicken sandwich. And everybody's been trying to knock Chick-fil-A off, but nobody's been able to do it. Either one, because they're so inefficient. When everybody was trying to go to Popeye's, bro, it was like it might have well have been like people that run yard sales were trying to run the follow through after they did one of the greatest advertising campaigns ever. They set, they, they wrote a check that their company literally couldn't cash. Everybody's got to come try this. And they were like, but we only have 18 chickens, you know, like they literally didn't anyway. So I tried the KFC one. It was nothing, dude. It was nothing. They always try to mask. They try and they always try to take off Chick-fil-A. Yeah, but well, the, but the thing here's about the Chick-fil-A thing that they is do. it's the sauce. It's the sauce. We talked about this last well, time. Well, no, we it's ab- not. It's not. If somebody <laughs> if somebody just handed you a blank chicken breast and you didn't know where it came from, and you had a Popeyes one, a KFC one, and a Chick-fil-A one, no spicy, no nothing, just regular. That's fair. That's you fair. could bite into it, and halfway through the chicken breast, when you should be getting no outside <laughs> juice flavor. The Chick-fil-A sandwich is still going to taste as good as the first bite was because yeah. they soak that son of a gun in something, right? Yeah. However, these new kids on the block are trying to do things the microwave way. 
So they're slabbing it full of these sauces that are supposed to make it seem more savory. But I'm no fool, Jordan, and I don't like the mess. So I prefer the no mess, just as savory. I know somebody prayed before the before they started handing these chickens out. And it's so I just, true, bro. I just feel better about that, you know. And nobody can knock them off. So that's oh that was gosh. my story this morning for everybody who was wondering. And uh, I'm actually losing weight. I'm 10, pates, 10, 10 pounds down, everybody, in case you were wondering, God, when is he going to get diabetes? Hopefully not soon. I am fighting back in my own special way against election fraud and against the beast within, uh, which, you know, because it really feels like if you're dependent on pharmaceutical drugs, it's a matter of time before they start doing stupid things like, well, uh, in order to retrieve your your drugs, you're going to have to get vaccinated, and it's also a copay. Da, 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 They're going to start doing some weird stuff. So I'm like, all right, I got to lose weight so I can get off the drugs that are keeping my fat ass alive. <laughs> well, that is an intro for you. Uh, I Dude, I've had so much feedback over the last two weeks about our little food intros, and people love it. Well, I they're, they're wh- true. They're just true. I have- I had one person who said, I tried the Chick-fil-A with the Texas Pete. It was amazing. And I was like, yes, yes. She seriously ripped open the Chick-fil-A sauce, ripped open the Texas Pete, put the Texas Pete in the Chick-fil-A, mixed it up it with, with the, the French, French fry, fry yep. only till it fills the, up right, to you the can, top. If it overflows, you did too much. You did too you much. Did too much. Exactly. Too but much Texas man, Pete. It's nice, though, to talk, get on personal stuff, because, dude, when we talk about politics every single day and what's going on. Oh, my gosh, bro. Who wants to talk about this? Who wants to talk about old people doing dumb stuff because they were financially incentivized? Like, well, speaking of a bunch of well, speaking of a bunch of old people, we have the G20 summit coming down. This is the one thing I want to talk about before we get to our guests, which I'm so excited about our guest. You guys are going to love Coleman. Um, But, dude, you got the summit. First of all, I brought one video. And I have to play it because Joe Biden is at the Global Climate Summit right now. And he's out there talking about climate and how this is like the number one thing that's going to be the focus, which we've been we've been talking about this. The next focus, the big thing with the media, we're already seeing it is going to be about climate, 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 uh, because this is the plan of the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. It doesn't work. And climate is the scapegoat. Uh, but then again, mandates are like the vaccine mandates are just like ex, you know, expediting the entire process of uh, right. control and fear. Well, but, how much will they give up? I don't want to have to take. I mean, if we can, if they can give us the land, I don't want to have to shoot anybody because then everybody else is going to start shooting back before we do it. How much can we get without having to fire around? Well, I'm pretty sure if you just put out a memo that seems like a mandate, everybody will think it was real and try to adapt to it. Okay. Well, and then they do it, and then the whole world just follows suit, and they're like, is this even a mandate? It's like, I don't know, but you're fired. <laughs> but you're fired, exactly. Um, and we're going to get to these mandates, but I wanted to show this video, Ross. I mean, we've, we've heard the rumors of Poopy Biden and the Vatican. We've, <laughs> we've heard all... We've Dude, heard how, the- great is, how great is it that Poopy Pants Biden trended number... Did we just say that? Poopy Pants Biden. Well, I don't know. Poopy Pants Biden is going to be... <laughs> Poopy Pants Biden trended number one on Twitter, bro. If you were wondering, if, if you were wondering if the if Donald Trump damaged the image of this country during his four years, and then Poopy Pants Biden trends number one on Twitter, bro. I guarantee you one thing: the global image of the United States is certainly more tattered today, my good friends, than it was well, a couple years ago. Oh my gosh! I mean, could you imagine? And do you remember the photo? I just want to give this image before we. 
play this video. Last G20 summit, you remember Trump, there's that famous image and he's sitting there like this and all the world leaders are like, are all reaching over speaking to him. And Trump's just chilling there with his hands crossed and uh, arms right. crossed. He's got, he's got everybody eating out of his hand and laughing well, and having a good time. Talking about an embarrassing image, I'm going to play this clip right now from MSNBC that literally had to admit and said it was embarrassing and a political obstacle, what we're about to watch. Whoa. Yes, this is the fifth day of the president's overseas tour, and he was uh, seen on camera with his eyes closed. It appears that perhaps he was dozing, and in these settings, uh, cameras are all around, and the camera caught uh, President Biden, who turned 79 later this month, sleeping. Uh, with his eyes closed for a period of time. And you're right, these can be embarrassing situations. You have the contrast of leaders, including President Biden, calling for the urgency of these issues of address. Look climate at him. He's sleeping. And uh, a moment like that in a session uh, can be uh, a political uh, obstacle. For I say it again. There's an unmasked person sitting directly behind Biden in that entire video at, at the U.N. whatever the hell thing that's so important. So, yeah, the funny part about this is like, you know, for anybody else, if I was there, I would certainly be snoozing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Certainly. But speaker yep. number two, I would have been like, all right. But you're Biden. Right. You're Biden. Yeah. You yeah, know, Joe everybody's Biden. looking at you. You just shit your pants. You just you can't make your, another mistake. You just crapped your pants. And you are the one that's pushing this entire whole climate climate with your 500 p people that you brought on with your 50 planes. And they, there's thing was like 450 planes flew in from all the world leaders for this exact summit. And they're. They are babbling and condemning the rest of the world about, you know, what, O2 emissions and um, all of this. I mean, just all well, of this the whole, crap. The whole joke behind it is, you know what, the, I will follow the rules that we agree to at some right. point as soon as China follows them first to a T for five years. Because yeah. they, they pollute more than every other country combined, combined. and couldn't exactly. give a, and could not care less about anything that we're trying to do. We're over here cutting our own throats, trying to make sure we don't take up any water for the fishes. So we'll drink our own blood. And China's over there going, yeah, that's a, that's what you guys should be doing and, f and fix that racism while you're at it, you yeah. know? And then they're just pumping stuff in from Hollywood saying that every we're evil. It's bad. It's bad. And at the meantime, they're like steal all of their technology, please. We're going to yeah. need it. I don't know how they got the racehorse in America to go so fast, but they're kicking all of our butts and we got to win quick. We paid the guy at the top. He's actually stabbing their own horse right now. We're going to steal everything and get ahead. And we're all just going, how do we like, is there a way we can fire more pilots? Seriously. Can we, can we fire more of them? Seriously. And I mean, speaking of that, the Biden administration came out to yesterday saying that they are about to publish the rules for the vaccine mandates for businesses in the coming days. The Department of Labor of said said this yesterday, but this is happening at the same time when roughly 2,300 members of the New York City Fire Department claimed that they were sick and did not show up to work on Monday. Now that the COVID-19 vaccine mandates are are now into effect, um, yesterday New York's popping. Right now, New York's popping. Danny Pesty, you know, good friends of ours, a lot of our good buddies that are out yeah. in New York City, they are they are shutting down roads, shutting down highways. And the reason why is because they have no jobs. Um, but there is this pushback is is getting it's growing. We're seeing this. I think there's like 1,500 flights yesterday. I don't know if it was American Airlines. Their flights yeah, are being I'm seeing these. so so. And the news isn't talking about it. Mark Cuban, who has been a huge huge pusher for this vaccine mandate, 
um, lifted. Dude, not just a pusher. He's a total jerk about well, it. Well, listen this. He posted this on his Twitter yesterday. And the reason why, and this is why I'm so excited to have Josh on. We're going to bring him on in about two minutes. I'm so excited to have Josh on to talk about these mandates because you got to follow the money. You got to follow the money. And that's where this whole thing goes. Mark Cuban is a businessman. Okay. And he was at first thinking that this is the way that the public wants to go. Well, guess what he tweeted? Mavs, the Dallas Mavericks will lift the COVID-19 vaccine and testing requirements for all fans beginning November 15th. Don't you for one second think that he did this at the goodness of his heart because yeah, he actually he agrees with this. It's because of freaking money because he's getting right. pushed back and fans aren't showing up to the games. So I wonder if he's going to let everybody come up for air for four months and then be like, cool, you feel good again? Oop, another another pandemic came through. Right. And eesh, we got to go ahead and lock back down. And then and then he will have saved, you know, $288,000 in the meantime of, of ticket purchases or something. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just so sick of these freaking billionaires that think they can run everything dude it's like look we had monopoly laws for a reason and you guys are basically a monopoly behind the scenes you know that's basically what's happening is the global world economic leaders and the large leaders of the corporations uh cooperate together with the united states government in small ways and with the you know certain political parties and they get stuff done and it's all in cooperation together for not your interests, but somebody else's. And the hard part is that half the voters don't see that right now. Yeah. And hopefully they're starting to see it. You know, today there was a there was a young black guy handing out the Democrat ballot when I was going in to vote. He was handing out, here's the downline for the Democrat ballot so you can see who they all are. But he had his mask below his mouth. And I'm thinking, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you, you experiencing a little bit of relief right now? Put that mask back on. You're telling everybody to vote for it. Yeah. Put it, put it back on. Are you up to date on your booster? Yeah, exactly. Have you got your booster this week? Are you allowed to be near me? You know, like you're voting <laughs> for all this nonsense. What are you thinking? You know, and that's the thing is these people don't realize what's happening yet, which is why I always say they're not our enemy yet. You know, yeah. they don't until until they have weapons in their hands. Although, shoot, I bet you all the people losing their job and not being able to give their kids food right now think that they're enemies for voting for this, you know? No, it, it's true. And this is why I'm so excited. We're, we're going to introduce Joshua Coleman. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. The, the founder of V for Vaccine. One quick story before we um, <clears throat> we actually bring him on. I was I went to my first protest ever, first protest, um, which was about three weeks ago, and we were standing up because the uh, Orange County. I'm I'm gonna bring on Josh now, so he can be yeah. part of this conversation. Um, but I w- I was at my first protest ever. I was really nervous about it, and. You know, there's all of these black signs with these big red letters. I had never heard of V for Vaccine ever. Didn't even know that this was a V for Vaccine sign until like last week. And there was this one sign that stuck out to me and it said, if there is risk, there must be choice. And I grabbed that sign and I freaking had that thing up. And that was, that was like my sign because it felt like you're right. That is exactly um, what this is all about. And if there's any type of risk... And uh, just to give a quick bio on Josh, Josh, after his son Otto's devastating vaccine injury, Joshua Coleman took the fight against mandatory vaccinations. And as a filmmaker, his activism uh, married, uh, naturally married with, with his craft. In 2016, he joined the Vax documentary Bus Tour, capturing over 500 stories of vaccine injuries from across the country. He's also uh, well known for his out-of-the-box uh, provocative journalism, not shying away from exposing the lies and corruption surrounding the vaccine industry. Josh, it is great to have you on the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. 
Thanks for having me on. Welcome, man. Yes, man. I'm, I'm serious. I'm so pumped. I did not know. I'm at, I'm at this protest. I didn't even know these. I didn't even knew, know what V for vaccine was. Didn't know about the organization. Um, but obviously, the more that I've been uh, researching about these mandates, the vaccines, I was also hospitalized for COVID. So I, that was a, a big thing uh, about two months ago. Um, but look, and he at, took you know, remdesivir. Uh, he took it, Josh. He took the devil's poison. I didn't know, though. I didn't know. I he did didn't not, know. He was I, deceived. I, yeah. And, and, and that's where this comes from. A lot, of, a lot of these people that are being duped, they're coming because of a lack of education. So, Josh, I, want, I would love to, I mean, I know that you're, you're, this was probably inspired of you getting into this and, you know, really exposing these lies because of what happened to your son. Um, and I would love for you to share your story. And then, uh, we'll, yeah, let's get into the conversation. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I really didn't know anything about the risks of vaccines. I don't think I'd ever really heard anything negative other, you know, than uh, what Jenny McCarthy and Jim Carrey talked about on Larry King, you know, years ago, where they were talking about a, a link to autism. I think that's the only negative thing that I had heard about. Uh, so when I had my firstborn in 2009, uh, I did a little bit of research, but I didn't really find anything all that negative. But of course, I think I just probably went to Google and looked through the first 10 or 15 links that really didn't say much. And right. so I fully vaccinated, you know, my firstborn uh, as my pediatrician uh, recommended, which is just the CDC schedule. And uh, at 17 months, my, my son, not long after being vaccinated, woke up completely unable to walk. Uh, so took him to the hospital and they uh, gave him an MRI and found out it was something called transverse myelitis. Uh, and so what, Transverse myelitis basically is, is with vaccines, they're trying to reprogram your immune system by allergic reaction so that your immune system will allergically react to a virus or a disease when it comes into contact with it. Uh, my son's immune system got confused and started attacking the myelin sheath around his spinal cord, and it did permanent wow. injury. They were able to shut his immune system down to stop that from happening anymore, uh, but the damage was already done. So he basically has a spinal cord injury. He's paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, he gets around in a wheelchair. He can't walk. And, uh, and he'll be like that uh, for the rest of his life. Um, and, of course, I had no idea that my son could end up paralyzed from being vaccinated. So uh, that, that was sort of the beginning of my awakening to there, there are risks I had no idea about. Wow. Yeah, for everybody who is wondering kind of uh, to get a ballpark in that, Generally speaking, and Josh, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, but basically the, the model that was being used to get vaccines to work was you would take a little bit of the flu, you'd put it into somebody, but that wouldn't do anything. If your body just saw a little bit of the flu, it wouldn't learn to fight it. It would just leave it alone. So instead of just having a little bit of the flu or whatever it is, whatever the thing you're trying to prevent, they put that little thing in something else. And that something else is, is usually the aggravator to your body, the cocktail, if you will, that's got you know, multiple different ingredients in it to get your body to go, what the heck is this? We should fight it. And then while your body is fighting the thing, it also goes, oh, there's some flu in here. I'll beat that up too. Now I know how to fight the flu. And when the flu comes back around, I'll beat it up. The problem, Josh, and please uh, correct me if I'm, if I'm not understanding it correctly, is that a lot of these vaccines uh, that particular component of that having an effect on people is the part that isn't usually tested. Whenever they do the tests, they'll do 
Group A gets the cocktail. Group B gets the cocktail and the flu thing. And there is no group C who got neither. And so then they say compared to group A and group B, there's not really a difference in how bad this affect them. But nobody talks about group C. Josh, is that still the way that it basically is for vaccine testing today? Other than we'll get to the mRNAs, but for all the vaccines that are out there, is that still kind of the basic premise of the problem? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's the problem with the data. You know, there's a lot of problem with vaccination. But yeah, like you were saying, a vaccination has an antigen, antigen and an adjuvant. The antigen is the virus or the disease, a little bit of that. And then the adjuvant is something to irritate the system. And so that's usually something like aluminum or uh, thimerosal, which is still found in, in some vaccines, the flu vaccine being the primary. Which is a neurotoxin. Right. And so, so the thing that is... Your, that your body can only get a certain amount of micrograms of before you have an, a reaction of some sort. And they test these things to figure out how much micrograms can enter a body and how much of that is allowed to go into a body before it could hurt them. And there's rules and regulations to this. And so the vaccine companies will take one of their vaccines to meet those rules, but you'll get five vaccines sometimes right. and that'll overload that amount of neurotoxin. And that's why you get people with brain damage and stuff like that. At least that's, is that, that's, is that kind of still what's accurate? I'm just trying to make sure I'm not dumb about this stuff. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Your, you know, the FDA says that your body can take so much aluminum and they're, they're actually overloading children with way more aluminum than an adult is, is, wow. is able to take. Um, and, and sometimes it's just one vaccine. Has right. too much aluminum, but yeah, like you were saying, there's multiples, and when you look at the overload, it is it is massive. Uh, so it completely goes against their science. And like you were saying, and I think this is probably the most important thing that you just brought up: the way they're doing the safety studies. And this was shocking to me when I first got into this. Well, tell us so, about it. What every medicine across the country is tested the same way, and this goes for aspirin, Viagra, Tylenol, anything and everything is all tested this way, where you have basically two groups, one that gets the medicine, one that gets nothing. And you track both groups for an extended period of time. And then you see if, if the group that got the medicine has these injuries or deaths that the group that didn't get the medicine did not have. And that's how you distinguish whether, you know, this medicine is causing harm or not and how much and, and what kind of harm. What's that um, called? A double blind placebo test? An inner double blind con placebo control study. Yeah. Um, and, and so they'll say that they've done a placebo control test. But if you actually look at the data, and it's right there in these studies, you can see that in the control group, the group that is supposed to have nothing, they will give that group a vaccine or several vaccines. So if they're testing the MMR, the new MMR, they'll, they'll give the other group, the control group that's supposed to get nothing, the old MMR. Now, if you look at the ingredients in there, you usually will see things like a lot of the same ingredients. All, you know, many of them that are the same, oftentimes aluminum, which, you know, is one of those things that is, you know, implicated in causing harm, will, will be on both sides, sometimes right. even more in the control group. So that's a way, it's a deceptive way of, of leveling things out and, and pretending like the vaccine is safer than it is. Um, and, and the excuse for this, there is an excuse, they acknowledge that this is happening. The excuse is, well, we can't leave this group unprotected. We have to give them something. But the thing is, is, okay, I hear your argument there, but the problem is, is 
as a result, what they're doing is they're giving out a medicine that's really not been tested. Exactly. And they're, and they're trying to give it to everyone. And they're trying to give it to infants. And they're trying to give it to children. So, yeah, the fact that uh, vaccines are not placebo safety control tested is is probably the the well, that, so that, let's that just, tells everything. I think. So let's just zoom into that, guys. If you're a parent and you're trying to determine whether or not you want your kid to get a vaccine, the doctors are going to say, yeah, get them all. It's what you need. It's what you need. It's what you need. Come on. It's what you need. Don't, don't step out of here without getting a vaccine. We really feel alarmed that you aren't doing it. But here's the deal. When you ask them what the vaccines are for, like generally speaking, when you have a kid, they want to give your kid a hep B vaccine, a hepatitis B. Josh, can you, do you know how somebody catches hep B? Can you tell us? <laughs> well, well, so for instance, hepatitis B is given on the first day of life. They want to give it to your baby like within an hour coming out of yes. the womb. This is an STD vaccine that only lasts a few years. Right. And, and they want to give it to your baby. So like the point you're making here is the only way you really can get hepatitis B is having sexual intercourse, which most babies are not, uh, uh, sharing needles with a junkie, which most <laughs> babies are not, or if your mom is breastfeeding you and mom is going around screwing around, which which that is probably the most likely thing to happen. But even then, you know, mom's already been tested, so you already know if mom has hepatitis B. If mom's uh, if mom's getting around and breastfeeding, that's a problem, but is it's very rare and it's certainly not something we should be vaccinating all babies for. Right, right. Well, it just real makes quick. like the, you just don't need it. But go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, what I mean, you're, I'm reading your V for vaccine. You're, you guys are clo a global campaign to educate the world on the 10 basic facts that every person needs to know about the vaccine program. What are three main facts? I would love to let them know two things. One, what are like three big facts that you don't have to go through all 10? Um, but three main things for the listeners of men. I, cause for me, I did not know about this. I mean, I was vaccinated when I was younger and I've never, I wouldn't consider myself even today, necessarily even an anti-vaxxer. I just don't know much about it. But the more that I'm starting to realize that undercover what's under this hood, I'm like, Whoa, I cannot believe one. It's not even about the, actually the vaccine. It's the companies that are behind the vaccine yeah. and the creation of it. Um, so what are like three big things that people don't even know or not aware when it comes to the vaccines. And then I would love for you to share a couple stories because you, you said you've captured over 700 stories from vaccine injuries. And if you could share a couple, and if you have any specifically to this COVID vaccine, we would love to hear them. So uh, I, I think three that are very important is one, the one that we were just talking about. Vaccines are not placebo safety tested. That, that is huge, which tells you that all their data is bogus. Uh, vaccines can cause injury and death. There are a lot of people that don't know that they can harm people. And that's, you know, a lot of uh, people in public will see me with my son and occasionally someone will come up and say, what happened to him? And I'll say, oh, that's from a vaccine injury. Wow. And, and oftentimes people will say, vaccine injury, what's that? So a lot of people don't know that vaccines can even hurt you. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, oh, that vaccine manufacturers are exempt from liability. They are the only company you cannot sue so if, if the vaccine harms or kills you, kills your child. Uh, and, and that even goes to the point of sometimes it's a bad batch. Sometimes the vaccine goes out and it just it wasn't put together and formulated correctly. And a bad batch kills 20, 30 people. So it's not just that some people re react poorly to the vaccine wow. sometimes they mess up and you can't even sue them for that um and so those are it is it is absolutely insane that we are I mean, the government the federal government is mandating an experimental 
product with no long-term te- safety testing, let alone the companies have a history of crime and lying. And I mean, we know the whole thing with Pfizer back in what, 2009 or 2001, when they had $2.3 billion, they had to pay a $2.3 billion fine to the government for lying about their results and got, you know, paying off doctors to stay quiet about it. So what, I mean, what are some of these stories? What, what are some of the stories that you've heard over the years or even recently that, um, cause again, sent, Ross will post a story. I'll post a story, gets censored, gets taken down. You can't even share stories nowadays. And people, people, so many of my friends have gotten 35, 40, 50,000 followers in the last six months reporting and talking about the injury. They're account gets absolutely nuked um, and dis- and deleted because of va- causing vaccine hesitancy and misinformation. So what are some of these stories? Because we can actually talk about it on this platform. Well, so, you know, the, the movie Vax from Cover Up to Catastrophe came out, which is about uh, a CDC whistleblower who talked about uh, a vaccine, the MMR, had been tested to see if it was causing increasing chances of autism, found that it did and that the CDC had them delete that and bury that data. And so he came forward. There was a documentary about it. I toured with the documentary. One of the producers uh, whose uh, story of her son's vaccine injury runs throughout the film, she said, you know, as we go and do these Q&As at all these different movie theaters, I'm having parents come up to me and share their stories. Uh, after every screening, they're they're telling me what happened to them, what happened to their child, and she's like, "I want to document these." And so I came on the tour, and we started. I started videotaping it. She was interviewing them, and and it was just it, it was endless. And then when people found out we were doing this, more and more people started coming to the screener screenings to tell us about what happened to their kid. Um, a lot of them were neurological uh, injuries, and and some uh, similar to uh, what happened to my son. You know, there was one one boy, uh, Colton, in Utah who got the HPV vaccine. His, uh, the, the pediatrician told him he should get it to protect his future wife. And he got it. And he, ha- he got transverse myelitis, and it basically paralyzed half of his body. He needed an apparatus to help him breathe. And uh, it was a devastating story. And, and interestingly enough, a lot of the Gardasil HPV injuries, vaccine injuries, were, were people that were very, very physically active. So it was like athletes. That, that vaccine is not good for athletes. And um, and he was one of them, you know, and I, we had we had all these images and videos of him uh, uh, dirt biking and doing all kinds of stuff. So it was devastating this kid that he could no longer uh, do those things. And then I think about two years after uh, after we had recorded that story, when he was left alone one day for a few hours, he took his own life. Um, I don't think he didn't want to be a burden to the people around him, which he needed somebody with him almost all the time. And, and I think his, that life just wasn't worth living for him anymore. And so it was just devastating, you know, um, that, that something like that could happen. And it could have been my son. I mean, my son had it from the waist down, you know, he didn't, he doesn't need a breathing apparatus. He can get, I mean, it's, it's just, it's so scary how, how bad these things can get. Um, Yeah. And for them to act like there's not a reason why somebody wouldn't want to take it is like. You know, our entire culture for the past like eight years has been fixated on making sure that anybody that's had any kind of oppression done to them has the loudest possible microphone, even if it was not legitimate oppression. And they just happened to like, you know what I'm saying? Like like a black officer arrested a black person and then and then uh, wrongfully or something, they would be like, this was 
wrongful and then they they do the oppression gauntlet and make sure everybody understood like this was an example of what we're trying to fight and then we've got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that have been through situations like this and they just get snuffed out nobody even wants to hear you and then when you have medically credentialed experts that are equally credentialed on the other side saying this is clearly some things that everybody should worry about the sheep just bah and they go well you know, you, they don't really know what they're talking about. And it's like, well, specifically, how many medically credentialed experts do we have to bring that disagree with you before you go, all right, I'll at least listen out. I'll at least listen and hear what you guys are ranting and raving about. So let me ask this. If you were to try to give somebody the best resources possible for them to be able to know what we're talking about and to be able to go, look, here is the study where they clearly say that this group got the got something and this group got something and there is no third group that got nothing. So how can you know? Cause that seems like a really good hill to launch a, a debate from when you're trying to have these discussions. So where can you find that kind of information, Josh? Uh, yeah, well we have it on our website. So V is for vaccine. Well, yeah. Why don't you say it? V is for vaccine. V is for vaccine.com forward slash sources, or you can just go to V is for vaccine.com and, and you'll find it. But we, we kind of realized when we first started going out with the signs, uh, that people would walk up and say, that's bullshit. That's not true. That's not true. I'm a, I'm a pediatrician. I'm a medical doctor. That's not true. So what we started doing at, by the second event that we, we did is we had these flyers that, that mirrored the signs. So if there was a sign that said, uh, vaccines are not placebo safety tested, uh, we would have a flyer that would look just like the sign on one side. And on the other side, it would have a little bit more detail about that fact. And then at the bottom, a QR code and a, a URL to take a person directly to the source. Wow. So somebody can go up with a flyer, bam, and they're reading the source. And they're then they're mostly government sources that take them and, and express right. show them that yes indeed this is is factually correct. What's the most effective thing that you've used in those we're outdoors and trying to basically tell the truth to people when those interchanges happen, Josh, what's the most effective thing that you have been able to say or do that makes people go, all right, I'll think of that. Well, you know, uh, the, the one that uh, really has a big effect on a lot of people are that uh, vaccines contain aborted fetal cells. Mm. That, that's one where uh, people just kind of stop in their tracks and they ask more or they'll turn around and say, well, I'm never doing this again. And, and that's yeah. probably mostly people who uh, are pro-life. But uh, that's something, you know, again, people are just not getting informed consent about what's in these vaccines, right. w- what the whole thing is. And, and if, if you're pro-life, uh, if you're a pro-life person, you're probably not going to want to take a medicine that was made from an abortion. And right. they're not, they don't talk about this. And in fact, uh, Project Veritas just exposed that yep. Pfizer had been hiding the fact that their yep. vaccine was made with aborted fetal cells. The Johnson & Johnson, we know, was made with aborted fetal cells. And I've heard that Moderna uh, is also has made it from aborted fetal cells, but I haven't confirmed that yet. But which would mean, you know, that's, that's, that's implications where, I mean, roughly half the country might have an issue with that. Yeah, no, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was, because this is the big thing, is I'm try, when you try to have these conversations with people um, that... Don't, are not they, they haven't been awakened to really what's going on and they aren't haven't followed the money um and i've noticed that when i talk to people i'm like hey listen have you have you know you're just an anti-vaxxer and they any you can give any stat but i've noticed that the moment you bring a stat from the cdc 
or from the WHO, they're like, uh, 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 nothing's computing. How is this happening? Um, and I think that's a big, a big thing is we need to start getting some research. If we actually want to really help wake up the other side, you can't pull up something from Breibart. <laughs> or even Fox News, right. like because right, right away they're going to dismiss this. And you pull up some, you pull up some facts. I mean, CDC, you can, and you can go to the CDC website and find some of this stuff. Go to v for v is for vaccine dot com. Ninety five percent of COVID deaths have an average of at least four comorbidities. That right there, mostly are lifestyle nu- nutrition related. It's in the study. Seventy. We already heard the the stud, stud that we've heard millions of times that even the mainstream media has talked about. Seventy eight percent of people in the ICU or hospitals are obese or overweight. The largest risk factors towards death are obesity, fear, or anxiety disorders. And the government has spent $10 billion to increase this confidence of vaccines. And, um, well, so listen to that for a second. One of the, one of the most common problems that they have, you remember what nurse Aaron said, they were bringing people in that were saying they were having like panic attacks. They're having anxiety. So they'd put them, they'd, they'd, uh, they'd, whatever you call it when, uh, sedate them and put them on a vent, you know, or we're so, you know, why, if you knew that and you knew that the mental health of the country was in anguish and you were trying to prevent problems, I don't know if you guys saw, I did a video about this, like, I don't know, two or three months ago, but like. One in four people were talking about having suicidal thoughts. Uh, a, a childhood obesity rose like 30 something percent. Uh, the, the parent, like there was more, uh, well, divorces Trump- or whatever, like applied for than any time or whatever. So there were so many other terrible things that are happening because of this. People would delay going to get cancer treatment, respiratory right. treatment, all types of stuff at the fear and anxiety surrounding COVID, which caused more and more death. And people are acting like that's a, that's a victimless mistake. It's not. And to stop production of our ex- excess food and all that other stuff too, that we've done, that's also not a victimless mistake. People will die. That is what the great Barrington declaration is about. Thousands of doctors and scientists that have come together and have said there is going to be places in the world that need the economy to be running like it was for the past 10 years. And the fact that it stopped like this is going to kill many, many, many more than COVID ever could have. So I completely agree. And I mean, and what you're saying, basically, Ross, is Trump said we cannot allow the solution to be bigger than the problem. And we've allowed that to happen. But a big reason, uh, and Josh, I, I don't know if you can touch on this. I don't understand what I don't understand is the divide of the medical industry where you have 80% are just like whatever the CDC says or whatever these big humongous organizations say that is what's said no questions asked and then you have like this 20% and maybe it's more I don't know you have these doctors that they have been able to see through the BS they followed the money where is this I mean have you talked to a lot of these medical professionals um, and where are these doctors that just like whatever the CD says, how did they get to this point where they are not able to see the whole big picture? Well, of course, you, you have the vocal minority, the brave ones that are that are out yeah. there speaking the truth. Uh, and then you have a, a lot of people who and who knows how big this number is, who are scared and, and are scared of losing their livelihood and yeah. who don't say anything. They just do what they do because they don't want to lose their career. And then you have the the other dum-dums that just have not done their research. And and this is the thing, and this is one of the things that I asked, uh, you know, 
throughout the tour, you know, like I said, it was mostly vaccine injury interviews, but we also had doctors and nurses who would come on and just talk about what they had seen uh, in their practice. And one thing I kept asking doctors who actually had given vaccines in their practice was, how much did you learn about vaccines in medical school before you were allowed to administer them? And they said it was part of the day. It was a few hours of the day, and they said primarily they just learned how bad and dangerous diseases were and what the schedule was and when to give the vaccines. So it's really just like medical personnel, they just believe in the dogma of vaccination. It's just vaccines work, and, and, and a lot of the information doctors and nurses uh, have and use are what they, what they hear from the pharma rep who shows up and says, here's the new thing to push. So they really don't, do not have an education. Uh, and one thing I would say to anybody who's like doubtful of this, a great way, and this is something I tell people who, who are like, no, my doctor, you know, they went to medical school, they're so smart, is to look on their vaccination records or their child's vaccination records. And this is, this is a big no-no that almost every pediatrician does. And this really kind of highlights how, how uninformed they are. They will give the MMR, which is a live virus vaccine, with another live virus vaccine on the same day. If you look at the MMR insert, it specifically says, do not administer yep. at the same time as another live virus vaccine. But they do it. And, and if you could check your child's vaccination records, and you'll see that they probably did that if you have a child. And, um, and the reason why they're doing this, this is how stupid these people are, is what they have on the wall, and you'll see this when you go to the pediatrician's office, is they have a color-coded chart uh, for the times that they're recommending you give certain vaccinations. Hmm. So they see that whooping cough and the MMR are both in the same time frame. They don't realize because they haven't even bothered to read the insert of the product they're giving to these patients that you're not supposed to give them at the same time. They just look at the color coding thing, not realizing, oh, I could give it within this two month period or three month period at another day, not on the same day. So it's just, there. it's it's a lack of education and, and a fear of losing their job. It's almost like you've got like people that are, you know, handing out food. They're the doctors. And then we, the public are coming to the doctors to like, to get our food handed to us. And they are going in the back to get more of it, but it's coming through a conveyor belt and they don't know what happens on the other side. They just know that they were trained to make sure that they distribute the food the right way and they don't really think about it that much. And it's like, no, no, no. We, we want to know where the food's coming from and we know yeah. that you don't know either. We believe that you're trying to do a good thing, but you might be complicit in some weird stuff here. Slow down. And, well, so and like you I were saying about the pharmaceutical companies, they, there are a laundry list of violations, fraud, safety concerns. I mean, I mean, you know, and, and Pfizer, even a lot of environmental violations, like dumping yeah. toxic waste in, into, into rivers. Uh, so, I mean, and I'm talking about convictions. I'm not talking about accusations, just the convictions where they know something's dangerous and they go, we're going to put, we're going to, we're going to hide this and we're going to put it out anyways. And it's going to hurt and kill people, but we're still making profits. These are the companies we are supposed to trust with yeah. vaccinating every single human being on a vaccine that, that in, in, you know, the interesting thing about the, uh, the COVID-19 vaccines is they say that they actually tested it with a true control group, that they didn't vaccinate the group uh, with anything other than uh, an inert placebo. However, after about, I think it was like two months, they said, you know what, we got to protect them. So we're going to now vaccinate the control group, which, which killed all the data. As soon as they did that, there's no data going forward that, that is uh, valid. 
That that's so, the thing, man. Is we cannot we cannot trust these companies. Now, Ross, were you gonna you have a question already? Yeah, I do. So look, we know that Trump and Robert F. Kennedy were at least aware of each other and have had more than two conversations before privately, right? I know Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh, position on a lot of this stuff is the one that most people who are for, inconform, for, in, for informed consent believe. How could Trump have a conversation with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and then end up pushing the vaccine? How does that happen, do you think? So, something happened. I don't. I don't know what what happened. You know, I, I you know I was working for Doctor Andrew Wakefield was when I was on that tour, and and Andy had met with Donald Trump before the election, and then after the election, after he had won, and had a, had conversations with him. Uh, uh, Donald President Donald Trump knows about the risks of vaccination, and he had even talked about that uh, while he was running, which was which was amazing that that a candidate could talk about the risks of vaccines and still win. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that was going pretty far. Uh, yeah. And he actually had been talking, you know, Trump and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had been talking and, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was going to head up like the safety committee that was going to do their own safety tests on, on the vaccines uh, the right way. And then that kind of all got shut down and Trump kind of went dark on the vaccine issue. And then next thing you know, he's uh, light speed, uh, you know, getting speed. Yeah. Getting Operation Warp Speed going to get the Pfizer, you know, Moderna. And um, that was just such an interesting transition that was hard to watch and be like, I think think there's pressure like we don't even know. I think I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's more pressure than I could ever even imagine for billions of dollars and from every person who's ever, you know, cared about it. Yeah, it makes sense. It's well, just sad the, to see. We know, we know the majority of Congress, they all have Pfizer invested in everything. We saw the video that Joe Rogan posted, you know, two weeks ago where Pfizer is literally advertised in every single part of everything that we do with every news organization and all politicians. Um, and it's tough when you, when you have a beast like that Th- to think like what you said, Josh, earlier that these companies have no liability, like how we even got there is unreal. But on top of that, they have no liability. And this is where we can kind of transition, talk about the mandates to, to kind of close this off. Now we are mandating the entire country in, well, I mean, the government's trying to at least mandate a vaccine and push something that has no long-term studies. These companies are not liable for it. They have a history of, of lying to the public and the government. Like we said, the largest fine in history has to do with vaccines and the, the results of lying about it. And now we're mandating something that if we take this, that we're forced to, they're not liable for it. And then if you report it to VAERS, which is a new website I've recently learned about, you are, oh, that's, that's not, that is, uh, that's fake news. Or that's not, you know, anybody can actually put up something from on a VAERS site. Anyone can do it. Even though what the one thing they don't tell you is that it's a federal crime or federal offense to actually falsify a VAERS report. Um, Josh, where do you think we're going? Do you think that... These, I mean, we're seeing what happened with, with the Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban. He's pushing, he's holding back. He's like, you know what? This is all about money. And my, and my, pers- and my, uh, 
I actually think that yeah, this is all about money. Where do you think we're going? Do you think that a lot of these corporations are going to end up following these vaccine mandates with the government? Um, or do you think that those that are holding the line will be able to flip this and turn this thing around? Yeah, that's that's, that's tough a big question. because I, there's, there's going to be a lot of federal pressure here. And here the problem is, is when you resist, they can destroy you. So, you know, so we were seeing these places uh, in, in New York that were refusing to shut down. And then the government was saying, well, then we're we're going to fine you every single day. That's and they crazy. said, yeah, go ahead. Find me. Good luck. And then the government went into the bank account took all the money and said, okay, we got it. Yeah. And, and people are like, holy crap. So um, it's, it's, I, I think what we're going to see is I think we're going to see a split off of red states and blue states. And the red states are going to have these mandates and vaccine passports. And the, I'm sorry, the blue states will be doing that. The right. red states, not so much. But they're going to be, you know, uh, the government is going to try to pass something federally to make, make those things difficult for everyone. Um, I, really, I really believe that they will probably, if it gets bad enough and it starts affecting things, all they're going to do is do another PPP loan for businesses with more than 100 people who are struggling and then give them more of our money to help hurt us. Hey guys, I know you're struggling. You lost $6,500 this week. Uh, we're going to supplement whatever you're missing. Don't worry. We're going to print the money. So it won't matter to you. Oh, okay. We can keep the business open. Cool. Meanwhile, everybody starves. China applauds and all the Democrats uh, get what they wanted, you know? And, and that's what like right now in California, people keep doing these walkout days from school. So that everybody's like, okay, we're not going to go to school, take, uh, take our kids to school this day. Let's, let's have the schools get hurt financially and understand, okay, you didn't get paid for this day of school, hundreds of thousands of kids who didn't show up. And this is what's going to happen if you move forward with the mandates. But the problem is, is Biden's going to print money and throw it at the schools. Oh, don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about those anti-vaxxers, you know? Yep. So, so they'll just print money and give it to them. And, and, uh, but it, but it's not sustainable. That's the problem. You know, so it's, it's going to well, be the thing, problem. the thing that's scary yeah. is that it doesn't seem like it has to be because the Democrats don't seem to be interested in needing to the approval of the public opinion, or they wouldn't have let no. poopy exactly. pants Biden trend number one, you know? No. And so since they don't care where they're, how they're going to be looked at, I'm nervous that they're like, yeah, I'm cool with it. The ship, the ship is sinking. We're just trying to help it do that. Well, it's the but, same, so, it's the same administration that's about to print out $450,000 per person for coming across the border illegally. Right. They do not care about the dollar. They don't care yeah. about inflation. They, they have not put out anything like they've, they have no solutions for anything that they're doing. And I don't know if it's one, the conspiracy side of me where it's like they're doing this on purpose and it's a part of a big global plan or is it they just, this is, this, these are the consequences of a fake presidency in a sense of when you put someone that you know i don't know what your josh your stance on if you think the election was stolen i think it was completely stolen i think that mail-in ballots were the re i mean they just printed these things off and now you have a bunch of people that don't give a crap about america they don't and, and all they care about is pertaining to their base and that's why we're seeing do we're seeing inflation go up but we're also seeing the poll numbers drop like crazy which is kind of kind of encouraging yeah they, they want socialism I mean, yeah. they've wanted it for decades, and, and this whole the global warming things. All every solution for global warming is bankrupt the country. Right. We have to spend more money than we have, which means we go into socialism. Yeah, bankrupt. Oh God, the there's a there's a hurricane coming. Quick, everybody, give us seven dollars, and we'll fix the hurricane yeah. from hurting climate. everybody. It's climate change. The climate's and changing. Two, and then two potholes in New Jersey get filled, and all Democrats get elected somehow, and Hollywood gets a five hundred billion dollar buyout or something from like a, an investor, and you're like, where's my money? 
none of this stuff would ever none of this stuff would ever fly if it was if it was on a if it was on a minute really small scale that's happening if there was 100 people in america and we had these positions i always keep saying this because when you dumb it down it just makes more and more sense none of this stuff would pass the sniff test if there was 100 villagers in the thing called america and we could watch what's actually happening we'd be like what are you thinking why why did you just give 180 of John and Mai's dollars to Pakistan for gender studies. <laughs> Why did you just do that? I gave you $190. You took 19 of it and you bought food and then you tortured turtles yep. and s- tried to figure out if you could put the tortured turtle food in the other food and then give it to us. Are you insane? You know what I'm saying? Like, so you like this stuff just wouldn't pass a sniff test. But my, so here's a question that we, I can ask on here. COVID vax history, right? You have these people that say that the COVID vaccines have actually been around for years and they've been testing them for years. So we do have the long-term data. You have the sources to prove this totally wrong on your website there. The V is for vaccine forward slash sources. We, we don't have those uh, particular ones up yet, but um, we, we were actually working on something like that right now. And basically, this is what, what they're talking about, is mRNA technology is newer technology, and it's never been used in a vaccine given to the public before. And I say it like that because they've been testing this, I believe it, it was like something like 18 years. They've been trying to develop an mRNA vaccination. And, and what would happen, you know, you, you, when you do these studies, you go through these different steps. Um, and, and one of the things is that the mRNA vaccines, uh, the safe, uh, the, sorry, the protection never lasted longer than three to six months. So that was a huge issue. Uh, kind of sounds like the COVID-19 vaccine. Yep. And then also, here's the big one. They could never go move past the animal trial. So before we give these things to humans, we give them to animals and we see if the animals do well and live, then we go and give it to humans. Well, they never passed that that trial, that, that study, because after they would give it to the animals, the animals would either all die or mostly die. Mm. So every time an mRNA, and that was after like two to three years. So every time an mRNA vaccination had been given to an animal, it killed them all. So what do they do with the COVID-19 vaccine? They skip the animal trials. So the question of whether the vaccine is going to react the same way to humans and kill them in two to three years like it did to the animals, that is unknown. But we will find out. Well, and the reason why they skipped it is because they know that this would never have gotten FDA approved and it wouldn't have gotten to the public. Um, I, yeah, I think the biggest thing that, we, that the public needs to know is they, they got to follow the money. I mean, you got, I think I was reading Yahoo. Hold on, let me pull up this article. Yeah, Yahoo uh, made an, wrote an article saying that Pfizer brought in $3.5 billion in revenue in their first three months, according Lordy. to New York Times. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars, and they, which means they will spend tens of millions to make sure that these adverse results, these, any, any, you know, these VAR reports. And that's why, I mean, I have never heard of VAERS and before COVID VAERS was a, like a reliable, everyone looked like that is, that is where you go. And this is where you find information. If there is a bad result or someone has a bad reaction to a vaccine. Now, when when the public thinks of VAERS, they think of it's, um, it's the portal of misinformation. When, even though we know what we know what from uh, the Project Veritas leak that these doctors, they, they even said it's so hard to fill out a report. It takes 40 minutes to do it. So doctors don't even 
aren't even encouraged to actually fill them out when they actually get them in. VAERS is the government, what, what the government decided they were going to do to track these injuries and deaths. That's set up by the government, by the CDC and the FDA. So anybody, like, they love to say, like, it's, it's, it's false, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, run by anti-vaxxers or it's an anti-vax thing. No, this is the government system that has been set up to track these things. And, yeah, because uh, they start, what was it, 1984 or 1986, the Vaccine Injury Compensation Act or whatever, where they said that vaccine manufacturers can no longer accept liability. And so because of that, we, the government, since you can't fund them, people, if you get hurt, come to us, prove it, and we'll pay you out. And I don't know what the process is or how difficult it is for them to be able to prove it, but there's hundreds of millions of dollars that gets paid out every year, from what I understand, for these injuries that are verifiable. And we know that less than, you know, two percent of them even get reported yeah I mean, you know so in the in the 1980s the dtp vaccine which which has been a problem vaccine for for a very long time the dtp vaccine was was hurting and killing a lot of people and the vaccine companies were getting sued and losing these lawsuits and so the vaccine companies went to congress and said you know what we're not going to make vaccines anymore we're done we don't want to be sued anymore because of this vaccine. So we're just going to stop. Unless you grant us zero liability for this product, we're just not going to make vaccines anymore. So, you know, instead of dealing with this in, in another way in order to make this product safer or maybe take it off the market, they went ahead and granted them uh, no liability. And so what they've done now is is the system is, is for every antigen that's in a vaccine, there's a 75-cent tax. That, that goes into a special fund. And that goes to the VICP, which is the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, which is a government program. And you could sue the government. You could sue the VICP and try to get a payout. Now, there's a limited time that you can do that. It's a very difficult process, and most people don't know about it. I didn't know about it, and my son's injury went past the statute of limitations, so I can't, I can't sue. And it, it would have been really wonderful to have that money for therapies for my son. I mean, we had to pick and choose what we could afford to do to help my son. Um, so it would have been nice to have known about that. And apparently uh, transverse myelitis is a real easy one to win in the VICP. But wow. one of the interesting things is about that tax I was telling you about, the 75-cent tax from every antigen and vaccine that nobody knows that they're even paying – 25% of that money goes to the government, just goes right into the general treasury for the government to use however they like. So wow. at the same time the government said, we're going to release you of all liability, the pharmaceutical companies said, we're going to give you some money. And they wow. still get it today. Well, I mean, like, so then how, who, where is the money coming for Pfizer and all of these companies? Because the vaccines are free right now. Right, right. It's not, no one's paying for these these vaccines. I can I can well, go the to government see. is right. Isn't the government doing your paying tax it for them? dollars at work? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not free. Wild. It's not free. It's free. It's free to us because the government's mandating that we get it's it. It's this circle of money. It's like the federal government. Yes, like we're going to give them. It all really free. is. It's it a, really is. It's a circle. <laughs> I want to say it's a freaking evil, man. Like if if like if we if we saw these de if we saw these people doing this at like a little league game where they were like putting weird stuff in the hot dogs or something, we would be like, what are these psychos? You would be calling Captain Planet. Why yeah. are they dumping uh, this chemical waste into the rivers? That's it. With our powers combined, like this is these are those guys Captain like the goons that are in the forest dumping the waste over the <laughs> raccoons' home. Like these are those guys, and they're just. In cahoots it's, 
with everybody else and they have really nice suits and they talk like they care and it's about your safety and don't worry we're concerned and they're just lying to everybody and uh and people are believing it it's wild I mean, people are getting pfizer tattoos they know nothing about Pfizer other than they're seeing on television that they're saving the day with their vaccine. I mean, I, I would I would encourage people to go and look at their rap sheets, you know, Pfizer's rap sheet. Moderna doesn't have a rap sheet because they're a brand new company, and this COVID-19 vaccine is the first product they've ever sold. Wow. Uh, but, you know, like, like Pfizer, for instance, they had a brand new uh, – uh, they had Come a brand on. new um, – well, an antibiotic that they wanted to test. So they go to Nigeria and they start testing on little black kids with this dangerous uh, product, and they don't tell the chil- they don't tell the children's parents, and then wow. the kids' parents find out they sue Pfizer and they win. Uh, I mean, this is the company that they don't do Black Lives Matter, not to Pfizer. Because that's why they go to Nigeria to test on test it out on little black kids. Well, not only that, does Black Lives Matter to the U.S. government? They're acting like it does. New York City painted that crap across the across the street in big old letters, and then all of a sudden, sixty five percent of young uh, of black men aren't vaccinated. And if you do mandate, if you do vaccine mandates, they're going to lose all their jobs, their careers, everything. Well, and you act happened. like you don't give a rip. And you were cry- and you were crying about voter ID. I and know. now you're talking about this. It's like, oh, my God, y'all are at really it's who can get away with the largest absolute lies that are actually useful. That's yeah. really the competition in the U.S. Yeah. Blacks in America have the lowest COVID-19 vaccination rates of any race. And you can look at this on the CDC website. So these these mandates, uh, you know, and segregating people out of concerts, segregating people out of colleges or, or the workplace it's impacting blacks more than anybody else in this country. And it's like, hey, guys, didn't we do this before? Yep. Didn't we decide that this was a bad thing and not to ever do it again? And we're literally the country's doing it again. And you were just complaining about it for four years about how bad the government treated people. You didn't shut up about it. In fact, it was probably one of the only topics from the left for a full five, six years like window like did. It, like, dude, look at the Glenn Youngkin and the Terry McAuliffe race right now. What are they doing to make everybody vote the, the way they want them to? They're sending fake Republicans dressed in all white with tiki torches posing as white supremacists that got caught, by the way. And then when they're going to the Glenn Youngkin rally, the picture, they, they find one person with a brand new Confederate flag patch on the middle of their jean jacket. And they I get a picture of it. It's like, you guys are still signaling that one side hates the black people. While you are fundamentally, systematically, actual systemic, yeah. actual well, system and, and the, segregating these people. Right. And the sad part is the average person on the left will see that and be triggered by it, uh, believing this propaganda. And we saw that with when Trump was at Charlottesville. There's good guys on both sides. We saw that when he talked about Mexico, all Mexican are rapists. And this is what the, this is what this is pure propaganda. Um, we, we, we laugh, a lot of us mock and laugh about what the CCP does and North Korea does to their own citizens. And when it comes in Cuba, a lot of these communist um, nations and how they control through fear. This is literally what the mainstream media, the arm of the Democratic Party. Um, I mean, I would really say they're controlling by fear. And not only that, they took taxpayer dollars for the COVID-19 relief programs and they put, what was it? $10 billion into, into advertising for, 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 for the vaccine, which basically what that means is fear porn. 
They were doing as much as they could to induce anxiety, fear, isolation, panic, uh, you know, shame, guilt. They were using everything they could with your money to influence your family to come to your Thanksgivings and then tell you the parrot words that we paid for for them to hear from the commercial on TV. And and now they're going to tell us, tell the parents that we need to get our kids need to be vaccinated. Uh, I mean, with, how weird is it that this... you're literally funding the brainwashing that your family is coming to you with and you're having to combat? Yeah. You know what I heard on the news? You're like, oh, my God, we, we paid for that as taxpayers. We paid for the stupid lie that you heard on the news. This is embarrassing. I, 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 I heard something um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said the other day. He said, there are worse things than dying. And that really kind of sums everything up right there because – Everything, like you were saying, it's fear porn. It's, it's, and it's, we need to take away your freedoms for your safety. All, everything for your safety. And, and, and really, it's like, what are our soldiers doing? They, they're out there risking their lives for, for our country to have freedom. They're right. saying it is, it is worth dying for freedom. And we're out here the, the, listening to these people going, oh, we'll give up our freedoms to be safe. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. There really is no excuse to take away a freedom at all. Not for your safety, not for somebody else's safety. I mean, ultimately, I think that's all BS anyways. I don't really think it is for your safety. But even if it was, that is not a good enough excuse. There is no excuse. Uh, I completely agree. I think what we what we need to realize in us as an entire community with Speak Truth Without Fear, um, we have been going through the Constitution, and the reason why is because we have ne- we we have not realized how much federal overreach has happened, um, especially over the last two years. But it's been like you know the federal government has just done these baby steps. They've done these little baby steps, and you know we don't realize when you when you move just a little bit, you don't really don't realize it. If you move it a, a lot in a little in a short time, you do. And uh, our entire community has been going through this Constitution course, and we what we what I have learned in the first two lessons is the government is there not to grant us our freedom. The government is there to serve us, to secure those freedoms. And now we are living in a time and a day where the government is doing everything not to secure them, but to take them away. Um, and it's something that we, we us as a community, we, we are learning. And I encourage everyone to get back to your roots because everything that this government is pushing for and they are and the way that they are brainwashing us they they are lying to all of us reason why as you notice we just talked about this circle of money they are begging us to go take something for free absolutely for free people are getting paid you got to follow the money uh, we're at already at an hour and 5 minutes but i have two questions to end this thing well not two things number 1 uh, I want to know what, how you came up with the name V is for vaccine. Cause when I read your, when I first saw your campaign, I'm like, are they f- pro vax or anti? I'm so confused right now. V is for vaccine. And then two, any final thoughts, uh, Josh, that you'd like to say to the people, whether where, where you know, you know, your mission, how people can get, get in touch with you, get involved. Um, please end us out. So, so V is for vaccine. It's, it's kind of like, the idea was like A is for Apple, B is for boy, V is for vaccine. So very basic like education. 
about right. vaccinations that people haven't gotten. I mean, most people go and get their kids vaccinated uh, with the uh, DTAP vaccine. And if you asked them what they just vaccinated their child for, they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even know the names of the diseases that they just vaccinated on. Measles? Wow. Uh, maybe chickenpox? I don't know. So so it's just basic education. And really, just people just need to know the basics. And and what I was seeing like in the health freedom community, all these activists, is that they were going pretty far down the rabbit hole and trying to teach people about something like really, really deep and really overcomplicated. And I was like, you know, you don't, you really don't need to do that. It's just the basics. And so wow. that's what we've been trying to do. And and V is for vaccine. Yeah, um, some people say V is for vaccine. Is that pro? And so right. so it is a question. But I think part of it is is like if it was. Um, if the website, you know, if we were calling ourselves don't vaccinate or vaccine carries risk or anything like that, it, it, people might not go to uh, the site and look at it. So and we're, we're really not about educating our own people. It's like the, the people who don't know. We want them. We want the people who are pro-vaccine or on the fence to just listen to this information and start thinking for themselves. So so that's sort of like the idea behind it. it. Um, yeah, people will, will call this organization or call me uh, anti-vaccine or an extremist. And, and this is really kind of where I'm at and where we are with Vias for Vaccine. It's we want four things, but it all kind of falls under the umbrella of we think that vaccines should be treated like every other medicine. And, and the four things that, that we have an issue with, which are different for vaccinations than all other medicines, is they're not placebo safety tested like all other medicines. Uh, the manufacturers are not liable for their product like all other medicines, people are not receiving informed consent like all other medicines. Because if you think about it, when you go get something from the pharmacist, before you can walk away with the medicine, usually the pharmacist will sit with you and tell you about the risk. Don't combine it with this. Make sure you take it with food. Da, 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 da. You don't get that with vaccines. They, they tell you almost nothing. Like I said, I didn't even know my son could become paralyzed from a vaccination. I should have known that. They should have told me. And of course, and the last thing is choice. We should always have choice without coercion. I mean, these, these, oh, there's mandates, but you, oh, you can take, you can homeschool your kid uh, or, oh, there's mandates, but oh, you can't work here, but you can work there. That's BS. That's coercion. And, and, and a lot of people, I mean, most people, I mean, who's that going to affect? You know, if, if your kid can't go to school, that's going to affect the single mom and that's going to affect the poor, where a rich person can say, oh, I'll go move to another state. Oh, fine. I'll pay somebody to, to educate my child. Most people can't afford to do that. So, wow. the you know, our, our what we have at VS for Vaccine is it's sort of just like guidelines uh, and, and tools that we supply for people who want to go out and just kind of teach people about the risks of vaccines and, under you know, like make people understand why we should have choice, why we should have freedom. And uh, so we have signs that they can print themselves and tutorials on how to make these big signs uh, or, or they can buy the signs from us if they don't have a, a printer that can make them for cheap. Uh, we have flyers that kind of have different educational things that they can pass out. So we just really kind of want to guide people. I mean, for a while, I was, I was seeing people running around with signs. They were all about autism, which really is not the best argument to uh, discuss when it comes to vaccination. And, uh, and oftentimes, just some, sometimes vulgar signs. Or, or just really over the top vaccines are fucking poison, right. um, you know, or it's right. like, you know, people, that's, it's, a, it's a bit much. You're just going to be off-putting to the other side. Right. So we just have, you know, we just, we just want to guide people. So anybody can come to vsforvaccine.com, print signs, print flyers, go out and educate or, or use them as a protest tool. V is for vaccine dot 
Com. My favorite sign, like I said earlier in, in the beginning of the podcast, was if there is risk, there must be choice. And I think that right there is just that's it. There's you. That is the period. It's not a comma. It's not a dot dot dot. It's a period. Yep. Um, Josh, thank you so much for. Thanks, Josh. Seriously, man, this was this was incredible. Uh, it's probably one of the longer podcasts we've done, but the information was so good. It was just good meat, right? It was good so for good. everybody to hear this and kind of go back and forth about it. Josh, thank you for coming on, man. And anytime, make sure make sure you follow us on Instagram so we can and I'll, and I'll follow you back so I can watch kind of what you guys are doing. Well, yeah, I want to I want to bring Josh on. The, we're definitely. I'll shoot you a DM DM yeah, after let's this get him and on have you come on our come on our live. So we'll, we'll, we'll have that conversation. Everyone that's listening, don't forget, speaktruthwithoutfear.com. We have a fearless community platform uh, that really isn't necessarily about social media, but it's more about meeting like-minded individuals, getting resources, and we're also doing life and classes together. Right now, we're going through the entire Constitution. Next month, we're also launching a Bible study uh, as a community as well, and it's, it's, it's awesome. Being in, a, being in a room, you don't have to worry about censorship. And we have about 45 to 50 people in one room. We're having conversations, breakout rooms. We want to invite you to be a part of that. If you click the link in the description, you can join. Uh, you can check it out absolutely for free. But it's also one way. If you listen to our podcast every week, you listen to our Instagram lives, um, it's one way you can support of what we're doing. We don't we don't charge anything. We will do any advertisements other than letting you guys know what we're already doing. So if you want to support what we're doing, please check out the community platform. Uh, it's, it's just one way. Uh, Josh, thank you so much again for, for coming on. Ross the Boss, we will talk to you later.